Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, the New King James Version. Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley Pongo here. This morning, we're looking at a character of God that I love so much. If you've ever encountered the saving power of God, you will agree with me that this is a name that we need to use more often to describe our God. And today, the name we're looking at is the God who saves to the uttermost. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25 describes him, that he is the God who saves to the uttermost. Now, you may not understand that until you look at that scripture in the Amplified Classic Edition. It says, Therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost, completely, perfectly, finally, and for all time and eternity, those who come to God through him, since he's always living to make petition to God and intercede with him and intervene for them. This God is always alive. And that means that he's always on the job. He's able to save us to the uttermost. He's able to save us completely. He's able to save us perfectly. He's able to save us finally for all time and eternity. I like to say that he's the God who saves us in such a way that we don't even notice we ever needed saving. He's such a beautiful God. This God saves us completely to the uttermost. The Yoruba speaking part of Nigeria call him Agbanilagbaton. He's the God who saves completely. Let's try that together. Agbanilagbaton. Did you get it? Quite a mouthful, but it's such a beautiful name. He saves to the uttermost. The Passion Translation says, so he's able to save fully from now throughout eternity. Think about that for a minute. He's able to save fully from now throughout eternity. Everyone who comes to God through him because he lives to pray continually for them. Imagine you have a God who is praying for you. Just think about that. Jesus is alive. And the only thing he's doing right now, because he's done everything there is to do, he's saved completely, finally, perfectly, once for all time, for eternity. But he's still alive. And what is he doing? He's praying for you continually. So he's not just done the work, but he's praying for you to make sure that you see and recognize all that he's done for you. What a beautiful God. Now, this scripture talks about salvation in terms of anything you need saving from. So he saves you from sin. He saves you from sickness. He saves you from the power of hell. He also saves you from going to hell. And that's the beauty of our God, that he saves in every way possible. Anything that you need him to save you from, our God is ready, willing, and available to do so. 
Let's read Isaiah 49:26. Sometimes you need to realize that it's a very dangerous thing to fall into the hands of God as his enemy. And anyone who is your enemy, anyone who is fighting against you, or anyone who is standing in the way of you achieving all that God has called you to achieve, God considers an enemy. And Isaiah 49:26, the New Living Translation says, this is what God will do to your enemies. He says, I will feed your enemies with their own flesh. They will be drunk with rivers of their own blood. All the world will know that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Israel. Now, we don't serve a God who does things in a way that people will not know. No, that's not our God. When He does it, He does it big. And so our God is saying to you that anyone who decides to stand in the way of you achieving your dreams, anyone who decides to be a hindrance to you fulfilling the plan of God upon your life, God is saying, I'm not just going to stand by and sulk. I'm not just going to sit down, be patient and quiet. I will fight for you. I will go and deliver you from the mouth of the enemy. He says, I will feed your enemies with their own flesh. They will turn on themselves. They will harm themselves. They will score own goals. But at the end, you will definitely win. He says they will be drunk on rivers of their own blood. Now, I know that a lot of times, especially in the part of this world where I come from, we spend many hours praying against our enemies. We spend many hours praying that they will fall down and die or fire from heaven will consume them, all kinds of nasty things. But God is very clear on the fact that you don't even need to do anything about it. He says, I'm on the job. I have determined that I will feed your enemies with their own flesh. I will make sure that they will destroy themselves, not you. Because you are special to me. You are my prized possession. He says they will be drunk on rivers of their own blood. They are not going to drain your life. They are not going to destroy your life. And you know, sometimes enemies are not really one old woman sitting in the village with your picture, fanning herself and declaring, you will not make it, 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 as fast as I live, you will not make it. That's not what an enemy is. Sometimes an enemy is the things that you are even doing to yourself, interestingly. God is saying, I will bring it to an end. It is the relationships that you are allowing in your life. God is saying, I will bring it to an end. I will make you see that this thing is not good for you. And I will make sure that you cut it off. He's saying, they will, I will feed them with their own flesh. The things that they've planned to use to destroy you, God is sending right back to them. Isaiah 25 verse 9 tells us that we can trust God to save us. You can rest in the fact that God is watching over you and he's praying. You know, he's, he's watching over you, willing, ready, able, poised to save you from anything that can keep you from fulfilling destiny. Isaiah 25 verse 9, and I'm reading the New International Version. It says, in that day, they will say, in what day? Today. Today, this day, says we will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. When you trust in God, in God's ability to save you and to save you completely, he says this is what you will do. You will rejoice in that day when salvation has come through. Ask the three Hebrew boys. Ask Daniel. Ask Abraham, ask Lot, 
even though Lot was even in the disobedience, God still sent Abraham to deliver him and to save him. And if you go and ask any of those people in the Old Testament, then look at your own life. All the times that Jesus rescued you, you may not even have noticed, but he did. Every time you wanted to do something really wrong, something that could destroy your life, and somehow you had this strong nudge in your heart to just stop. Maybe you were supposed to sign a contract with someone and everything looked good on paper. And God said, just stop. And then a few months later, you find out that that person is in jail. Isn't that God saving you? What about the time you wanted to go and visit that young man because he has promised you to help you out with something? And you know that it was much more than that. And that day, it rained so heavily. Not cats and dogs, elephants, lions, rhinoceroses, everything, hippopotamuses, everything. It rained so heavily that day and you were so upset that you had planned a day out and that was the day possibly you were going to be raped. Listen, God is always orchestrating everything for your good. He's saving you in ways you don't even know you need saving. It's only sometimes when we look back in retrospect and God just opens your eyes to some of the things that could have happened to you. That's when you know how faithful this God is. That's when you know how much he does to save you. And he says in that day, surely you will say, this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. In other words, God is saying it would definitely end in praise, whatever that situation. So I know that you're in something right now Maybe an exam you need to pass. Maybe a lecturer that is disturbing you. Maybe a boss who doesn't like you. Maybe colleagues who are conniving against you. Maybe even your husband who misunderstands you. Or maybe a wife who is so difficult and is causing so many problems in the family. Whatever it is, the rent that you need to pay, the nasty landlord, the business partner that is just out to destroy your business, staff that you can't get rid of, whatever you need saving from, listen, this is God's message to you. Isaiah 35 verse 4, the New International Version. It says, Say to those with fearful hearts, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. A sick child on your hands, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. Bills to pay, Be strong, do not fear, your God will come. Problems in your marriage, be strong. Do not fear, your God will come. Maybe you are even one of those that has that old woman in your village somewhere with your picture, finding herself and saying you will not make it. Listen, our God will come with vengeance and with divine retribution. He will come to save you. I need you to meditate on those words. Do not fear. Be strong, your God will come. And he will not come quietly. He will come with vengeance, with divine retribution. And I can assure you that our God will come to save you because he's the God who saves and he saves to the uttermost. He is Agbani Lagbatsun. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred. Kings with them.